A couple months back, I was eating lunch at Kava when I suddenly caught eyes with this guy walking by who was wearing a really cool-looking T-shirt that just had two simple words on it, all in caps. King Jesus. King Jesus. And we got to talking because he saw, you know, I looked like a priest because I am a priest. And he, he's, you know, we started talking and, and we had a great conversation. And it turns out that he was one of the leaders at a local Protestant church. And he was just out on the streets that day, that Sunday afternoon, just evangelizing, talking to anyone and everyone about the Lord, talking to them about King Jesus. But it was more than just empty talk for this guy. I mean, it was obvious that he was all about extending God's kingdom and making King Jesus tangibly present wherever he happened to be. It was way more than just a cool t-shirt that he was wearing. The kingship of Jesus was quite obviously the defining reality of his whole life. It was his identity. There's no other way to put it other than you could just tell that, that this normal, funny, friendly guy carried with him the authority of King Jesus. When he spoke to me and my friends about what God was doing in our lives, he spoke with authority, with the authority of King Jesus. And it was clear that the Holy Spirit was leading all of his words. I mean, he nailed all three of us about what was going on in our lives. When he prayed over us, it was a prayer from authority. He, he asked for God's blessing and love to be present to us right then and there in the middle of Kava. When he left, I can honestly say that it felt like a visit from King Jesus himself. I believe that that's the way that all Christians are called to impact this world. Each in our own way. We're called to embody King Jesus. To carry within us his own authority. And extend his kingdom here and now. And it all starts in our baptism. It all starts there. Just before Jesus ascended to his father, he spoke to his apostles saying, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. We are baptized into the authority of King Jesus. We say that we're baptized priest, prophet, and king. We heard about David being anointed as king, an earthly king over Israel in our first reading today. As we rose up from the waters of baptism, we were anointed with those sacred oils, the chrism of salvation, into the life of the heavenly king. This is what St. Paul's getting at in that beautiful second reading we heard from his letter to the Colossians. Let us give thanks to the Father who has made you fit to share in the inheritance of the Holy Ones in light. He delivered us from the power of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his own beloved Son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Through the blood of Jesus, God has delivered us, rescued us from the power and dominion of darkness 
and he has transferred us, lifted us up, and installed us, anointed us through our baptism into the kingdom of his beloved son. So basically what St. Paul is saying is Jesus does not hog all of his authority to himself. No, he shares that kingship with us freely. That was always the plan from the very beginning of creation. Remember, the Lord created man and woman in his own image. He placed them there in the garden, and he gave them dominion over the earth and all that was in it. And from that beautiful act of creation, we learn that that we were always meant to be royalty. But then Adam and Eve listened to the father of lies, right? Instead of God, their loving father, they took that fruit and they forfeited the original untarnished authority that God had given them. Their God-given crowns were smashed. And now they wore new crowns of their own making. Crowns of pride. Crowns of distrust and disobedience. Crowns of envy and lust and bitterness and shame and all the rest of the seven deadly sins. But here's the good news. Jesus came to restore those those original crowns that God always meant for us to wear. He came to bring back that holy dominion and to entrust to us once again a share in his own divine authority. Now I know we hear that word authority today and we might feel kind of uncomfortable with it. Maybe we start thinking about all of the ways that that authority has been abused over the thousands of years of human history. The way that some people in authority have bossed others around, taken advantage of them, or forced them unjustly to do stuff. But the authority of King Jesus is altogether different. His kingly authority restores peace, order, justice, and wholeness. His authority is gorgeous, it's gentle, and it's all-powerful. Perhaps this definition of authority will help us get more to the heart of what I'm trying to say. Authority is the right to act on behalf of somebody else. Authority is the right to act on behalf of somebody else. This is the kind of authority that Jesus has given us. As the Father sent me, so I send you, he says. Out of love, he's given his disciples the right and the responsibility to act on his behalf in this world today. We've been baptized into the identity of King Jesus. Now we should bear in mind that all of the different members of the church that Jesus established, they share in that authority to greater and lesser degrees and in different ways. The bishops in union with the Pope, for instance, carry a much more expansive share in Christ's authority so that they might serve the church, interpret scripture properly, and preserve sound doctrine. But all Christians share in the authority of King Jesus in their own way. We're all called to act on behalf of him. We're his children, and we can lean into that royal identity, releasing his power not, not our own power, but his power 
into our daily lives so that, that his will can be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Should we pray every time we pray the Our Father? The problem is that we sometimes forget that we have that kind of authority in the name of Jesus. One of the biggest ways that this manifests itself that I see pretty much on a daily basis is when we forget the authority that Jesus has given us in our own lives over sin. The authority that he's given us over sin. It it just breaks my heart when people come into the confessional week after week, day after day, broken down and defeated, as if as if they're still doomed to live under that power of darkness and sin for the rest of their lives. If you feel that way, if you're wrestling with some sort of habitual sin and and feel totally defeated and powerless, I just want to speak this into your heart right now. So open up and listen. Don't you know that you have the authority of the king? Don't you know? By his grace, you have authority over that sin that hounds you. Claim that authority in his name. Claim your inheritance that Christ has won for you. You've been given a scepter to smash all the evil that still clings to you. And you get to claim goodness and virtue for yourself and for your family and for people in your life. I preach this to myself as well because I forget this all the time. It's so hard. One time I asked someone if they've ever tried praying with that sort of authority. The authority of King Jesus. Renouncing sin and claiming the beauty and goodness and virtue that God has won for us in the name of the Lord. And, and the person sitting across from me just kind of replied very timidly and kind of like, he was like, whoa, he was kind of taken back. And he said, no, I've never prayed like that. Never before. And then he asked this, am I even allowed to pray like that? Am I even allowed to pray like that? And I practically like jumped out of my chair. I I almost like jumped out of my seat and said, of course you can. Of course. That's what baptism is. That's what baptism is. Jesus rejoices when you pray like that, when you renounce sin and turn towards him. In just a few short moments, we're going to pray like that together. We will all stand, and on behalf of Maxwell, this beautiful little child that's, that's going to be baptized this morning, we will have the chance together as a community of faith to renew our own baptismal promises. We will stand on that authority of Jesus Christ, the King of the universe, and we will declare that, yes, I do renounce Satan. I do renounce all of his works and all of his empty show. I do believe In God, the Father Almighty, I do believe in Jesus Christ, his Son. I do believe in the Holy Spirit. I do. I do. Like a husband and wife authoritatively declaring those words to one another on their wedding day, so we speak them. I do. These words carry so much holy authority. They change reality itself by the grace of God. They make present his kingdom. Jesus spoke with authority over the wind and the waves, and they stood still. Jesus spoke with authority over evil spirits, and they came out screaming. Jesus spoke with authority over sickness, and people were healed. 
Jesus spoke with authority to the good thief who was hanging next to him on a cross. That good thief who said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus replied, Amen, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. Jesus did not lay down his life on the cross and rise victoriously on Easter Sunday for us to be wishy-washy Christians unsure of our own inheritance, entrapped by all that sin and sadness and despair. No, we've been baptized into his death and we have been raised with him. And now that Trinitarian life, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is coursing through our veins. We're dead to all of that darkness and all of the lies. King Jesus and his truth is alive in us.